Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A state lawmaker unveiled legislation aimed at further restricting so-called ghost guns, firearms that are assembled out of components and don't have serial numbers that can be used by law enforcement to trace them. The bill seeks to ensure that only state licensed manufacturers are authorized to use or sell the 3D printers and milling machines used to make the firearm components. Assemblymember Mike Gibson, who represents parts of Los Angeles County, says the legislation would make it illegal to provide the digital instructions or codes for these printers. And this will close the loophole and make it illegal for anyone that is not a licensed manufacturer in the state of California for giving out this code to produce these ghost guns. Again, enough is enough. Those people who do pass on the printer codes could be liable for injuries and damages. Ghost guns have become increasingly common in street violence, with many California cities passing bans on them. A new state-backed report gives the first-ever bird's-eye view of California's spending on homelessness programs. The state has shelled out more than $10 billion in the last few years to get people housed. But Ben Christopher of the online news site CalMatters says that despite that spending, the state has a long way to go to get people housed. So we learned that between 2018 and 2021, California funded homelessness services that reached more than half a million people But of that total, a majority did not end up in permanent housing at the end of the period. And 17% wound up exiting whatever program they were in and returning to homelessness. Beyond that, a quarter just fell off the radar entirely. The state doesn't know what happened to them. Now, this report was just a survey. It didn't provide recommendations of how the state can better spend the money. But lawmakers are digging into these numbers now to find out what works and what doesn't. That's Ben Christopher of CalMatters. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Despite protests from many community members, construction has resumed to replace fences with two 30-foot walls at Friendship Park, which sits on the U.S.-Mexico border in San Diego County. The historic park on the westernmost end of the border has long been a place where families from both sides of the border can meet up. It is the only place on the U.S.-Mexico border where Customs and Border Protection officials uh, formally allow for people to reunite with loved ones through the border wall. So uh, these days, Friendship Park is known because people from all over the state of California, and in fact, from all over the nation, travel to this location uh, to uh, enter between security walls uh, that exist on the U.S. side of the border and to press up against the wall on the international boundary where they can touch fingertips and engage in conversation uh, with friends and loved ones from Mexico. That's John Fanistil with the group Friends of Friendship Park. It's been pushing for construction of the border wall to be halted. He says this will be a black mark at such a historical site. The visual impression of these 30-foot walls is a complete decimation of the visual environment and of the user experience or the visitor experience on both sides of the border. On the Mexican side, Friendship Park is a vital public plaza, open to the public. Thousands of people visit every year. It's a landmark location. The replacement of several miles of border fence between California and Mexico began under the Trump administration. It was halted by President Biden. But this week, Customs and Border Protection continued work on the 30-foot-high walls. In a statement, Customs and Border Protection said access to the park remains a high priority for the agency, as well as protecting any native and protected plants in the area. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's Weekly Magazine. This week, host Sasha Coca tells us about the 75th anniversary of one of the deadliest plane crashes in California history. Back in 1948, an airplane took a nosedive in the Las Gatas Canyon in the Central Valley. On board were 28 Mexican braceros who were being deported from Oakland to the Mexican border. The bodies of the white pilot, stewardesses, and immigration agent were all sent home to their loved ones. And the remains of the Mexican passengers were pushed into an unmarked mass grave in Fresno's Holy Cross Cemetery, never to be heard from again. To add insult to injury, the newspaper reports uh, mentioned the name of the American crew members, but didn't name the Mexican passengers, only referred to them as deportees. You won't have a name when you ride the big airplane. And all they will call you will be deportees. The unnamed deportees inspired Woody Guthrie to write a song called Deportee, Plane Rack at Las Gatas Canyon, sung here by his son Arlo Guthrie and Pete Seeger. It shook all our hills. And who are these friends all scattered like dry leaves? The radio says they are just deportees. That song hung in the air for 60 years until the son and the grandson of migrant farm workers born and raised here in the San Joaquin Valley decided, I want to answer that question, who are these friends? Those deportees remained anonymous until poet and author Tim Z. Hernandez started tracking down their families decades later. My name is Michael, my last name is Rodriguez. I was eight months old when my Aunt Maria died on that plane crash. Next to her, they found a bag of blue baby clothes. I was eight months old at the time, and it pretty much became a fact that those clothes were probably coming to me in Mexico. Unfortunately, they never made it. And all that will call you will be deported. 
To hear the rest of that story, tune in to this week's California Report magazine, either on some public radio stations or on the show's podcast. It's the best way we can grow our good fruit. And that is the California Report for Friday, February 17th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good weekend. And all that will call you will be deported. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com slash CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!